Welcome, dear vagabond, to our tiny corner of the black. A haunted home away from home when a home is what you lack. Come join your fellow rovers as we drift among the stars and listen to them spin stories in smoky shops and bars. We sit here and gaze upon the very mouth of hell. And, my dear traveler, have we some stories to tell. So take a break, dear wanderer, from sailing the starry sea and rest with us and the spirits of Station Terminus 23. Greetings, fellow vagabonds. I am the host, and this is my very first broadcast into the starry black. I find myself with copious amounts of free time, you see, and I hear many stories and yarns here on Terminus 23. This crossroads among the stars, this border between our reality and countless others, and if these haunted metal halls could talk... <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is they can... For they can speak through me, and I am happy to share with you what they divulge. So settle in, traveler. Drifting among the stars can be a tedious thing. Best let your mind wander with me. What I shall spin for you, like an arm of the Milky Way galaxy, is a tale of science, discovery, and, of course... Madness. But whose, dear listener, whose indeed? The madness of our narrator, or of the subject that he speaks? For our galaxy is vast, but so is the... The Limitless Dimension by Lethal Pen Hernan's inventions never ceased to baffle those who saw them in action. Perhaps I was the only one to ever listen to his wild raves about the logistics of them. He created bizarre machines with no conceivable purpose, though he tried hard to explain the myriad uses he knew. It seemed that he had a higher knowledge that refused description by our feeble, earthly languages, hence the trouble and frustration he displayed when attempting to describe any of his creations. All were powered by a material of his own synthesis, which he neglected to name and for which he swore to never share the recipe. I was among the few who he showed this material to, and only I remain to describe it. It manifested as a transparent square plate, stacked upon itself seemingly infinitely, not unlike bismuth crystals. This material, when placed into an engine of his design, was capable of producing disproportionate amounts of energy, with no instigating medium. He explained in the vaguest 
possible terms that the material existed in more than three dimensions, the rest of which were obviously invisible to our eyes, and that is where he channeled his limitless energy. This I found stunning, and whenever I asked why he did not share this aspect with the public, his response was always the same. Nobody can understand its synthesis but me. It would go to waste, or it would start Armageddon. Each time he said this, or a variant of it, chilled me to the core as I struggled to grapple with the apparent complexity of his invented material. I realized he must be right. Having seen the public response to his more tame, explainable inventions, the world would not understand this least of all. Some span of time passed by the time Hernan called for me to see his latest creation. One unlike all others which trumped everything hitherto created by man. In his words, it was God's gift. What Hernan made with his own two hands. That description filled me with dread, as I feared what sort of creation Hernan would refer to as godly in nature. I arranged a trip to visit him, and went to his secluded home. The first thing I noticed was the palpable hints of madness that Hernan's smile now betrayed. I listened to his eerie ramble in his dim living room, the only sources of light the last of four flickering bulbs in a motionless ceiling fan. <laughs> How ironic, I thought, that a mechanical genius like Hernan would let his home fall into such disrepair. Then, his monologue briefly digressed from the machine and seemed to answer the remark in my mind. You must understand that I am no more of a slob than I may have been before, he hissed. It is only that I have greater things to worry about than what exists in this material realm. I need not work for perfection when it already exists in the spheres above our own. With this, he rose from his chair and beckoned for me to follow. He led me through the darkness of his house without hesitation. I realized then how long he had dwelled in the dark, and at once I became alarmed and unsettled as the dread returned. The dread came to a plateau as Hernan opened the door to his basement, and then, oddly, all feeling became muted. The entire walk down the stairs and into the comparatively well-lit basement felt muffled, as if a greater energy was drowning my mind. Then I saw the godly machine that Hernan had made. A door. It was a perfectly square metallic door, five feet on each side, suspended a foot in the air. 
At either side, also suspended, were two massive crystals of Hernan's mystery material, spinning in opposing directions. The air around them rippled, and occasionally I thought I caught glimpses of a long plane stretching from the edges of the crystals. I was awestruck. Hernan cascaded to the door and then turned to face me, madness wrenching his face. This was the look of a mad god indeed. The Armageddon he feared had been unleashed in his own mind, and the door was the product, and I still didn't even know its purpose. This is rooted in the same science as my material, Hernan declared. It is the culmination of my research, and it is itself the Eye of God. Beyond this door lies the fourth dimension, time. It is coupled with the alternate physical dimensions beyond ours. It is the true state of existence, whereas ours is a flawed replica. Behold. Hernan ripped the door ajar, and immediately the world around me stretched infinitely as the door came to me and sucked me inside. I descended into a space dominated by indescribable colors and filled with floating crystals stacked in every direction, even passing through my own body like ghosts. My every thought felt mirrored and echoed across my mind and back again. It was every iteration of myself simultaneously landing here on a vast crystalline plane. Hernan stood as a silhouette far before me, facing away and, I realized, gazing up at a towering structure in the midst of the plain, a throbbing tower stretched from heaps of crystals and into the churning canvas above. As flashes of lightning struck all around, I stretched forward as every step I took only elongated my form and caught up with Hernan, who turned to face me with outstretched arms while laughing maniacally and stretching backward into the tower, disappearing into the walls composed of shifting crystals like tendrils wrapping over and binding one another. At the very peak of the tower, a pulsing beacon appeared, bathing the infinite plain in all-consuming light that permeated into every dimension beneath. I watched in horror as the world collapsed around me, and only the beacon and I remained in pitch darkness. A chorus of gibbering voices and gusts of cosmic wind replaced the silence of the previous realm, while Hernan's voice boomed from all directions. This 
is the domain of true life. What man feebly considers God can't compare to the possibilities that lie here and in the manipulation of the higher spheres. His voice cracked with insanity, but resonated with sheer dominance. Release your mind. Become one with this realm. The wonders you will unlock, the bounds you will shirk. I felt my body propelled toward the beacon, and every pulse of its light shattered my mind deeper and deeper, until I couldn't even identify what was me and what was this hellish, bleak realm. Everything was me, but I didn't want it to be. I refused the creeping tendrils seeping into my mind, and everything grew dimmer dimmer as my conscious faded away into nothing. Hernan's voice echoed incessantly, demanding my cohesion with his mind. Finally, all went black, and the voices peaked in screams and walls of trumpets, interplanetary collisions crumpling universes and the Armageddon of all existence. Only a shred of my conscience remained, and it refused the madness I drowned in. Time reversed, my body split into a thousand pieces as I returned to the dimension where I belonged. And then, I stood on the doorstep of Hernan's house, the flickering porch light reminiscent of something I had just seen. Deja vu, I decided. Nothing came to mind, though I felt as if I'd just forgotten something important. Shrugging it off, I knocked on the door, and it opened to Hernan's smile, which now betrayed palpable hints of madness. He welcomed me in. That's it for now, you sailors of the etheric seas. But don't you fret. Keep listening, and perhaps solar winds will bring my tales upon their breeze. So good evening, for among the stars it is always night. And may those lanterns that guide you continue to burn bright. This is the host signing off.